0: WPTF
1: Take me home tonight I don't want to let you go to see my life.
0: Take me home tonight News Radio 680 WPTF I am Dave Alexander this is making your home great you can call in and get some expert advice on Your Home with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. He also does commercial roofing, by the way. If you want to, uh, you know, talk to him about your business, that's fine. If you want to call today and talk to Tim, here is our number. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Tim with us uh, by phone today. We'll talk with Tim in just a few short moments, and we'll discuss anything you want to talk about in with the mixture of our topic of the day which is kitchens and the uh, the point today is to help you plan out your next remodel now if you've got a, a project you're already considering you can go ahead and call us uh, 919-860-9783 and in with that we will keep up to date with our newsroom and the uh, the the issue in Boston, where a free speech demonstration. And it does seem to be that it was uh, free of of trouble, which is a good thing. Quick AccuWeather forecast. Then on with Tim. Sunshine, clouds today, and a high near 91. We're there right now. If it feels hotter to you, you're right. The real feel is 101. And calling us from top of some roof somewhere is uh tim ferruzzi hi tim how you doing
2: hey no i'm not on a roof today okay all right that's I, good i in. Here. we're doing inside stuff
0: i was a little that's concerned that. that you'd be up on a black roof a half acre black roof flat roof and you would be just worn out today but you're not okay well
2: that's we had some roofing crews going uh this week and but uh they're not working today that's a good thing Give them a break. That's an excellent thing. And it's nice
0: that you occasionally, you know, kick them loose on a hot Saturday.
2: That's good. So we're talking
0: today, am I correct, on the kitchens?
2: Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about kitchens. And then uh, just so the uh, listeners know, next Saturday we'll be talking about new trends and renovation and remodeling. And then the following Saturdays will be ventilation. And then the next one will be concrete. So... Anybody who is interested in any of those topics, uh, make sure to tune in. Very good. So kitchens, um, well, everybody has one, right? Most of us.
0: Yeah, I'm not happy with mine. I, yeah. I, honestly, and, and I'll bet you 50% of the people listening right now are saying, yeah, it could have been done better. Um, are you, you? You find people want to work on their kitchens or get their kitchens changed up a bit?
2: Yeah, I would say kitchens and bathrooms are some of the biggest remodeling uh projects that go on uh in homes um aside from exterior things so kitchens you know a a lot of us live in houses that are uh 20 years or older Mm -hmm. and um what was good then isn't necessarily good now unless there was just some real good vision put in it and most of us have changed our appliances here and there and uh, maybe we have an Island, maybe we don't, maybe yeah. we have an eat in kitchen, uh, with a peninsula or, or bar top, or maybe we don't, maybe it's not high enough. Maybe there's not enough room. You know, kitchens are one of the, uh, number one places that, uh, we aggregate during, uh, family events and, and of course eating. Yeah. Um, so it's the, one of the main portion places in the house where we socialize and, and talk. And, uh, you know, we want our kitchens to be functional. We want to make sure that we can have enough space to store our things, yeah. you know, all the stuff we have for cooking and eating and and uh, food. And we want to make sure that we can get around in the kitchen, that we're not uh, having to walk around. Thing. You know, there's a triangle philosophy that, you know, your sink and your dishwasher and your oven uh-huh. and refrigerator should all be. Kind of ergonomically uh, located, so that it's you know efficient.
1: Yeah,
0: mine weren't. Mine are knuckle-headedly put together. Well, with tell the, us
2: about your. Tell us about your. Kitchen. Well, here's what, the what thing. Are the issues with your kitchen
0: the, we had. We put in a dishwasher. It did not have a dishwasher to begin with. Now, how a modern kitchen could be constructed without a dishwasher, I don't know. But <laughs> but the dishwasher we had to put it. The only space we could put it was where there was an island. Okay. When the door to the dishwasher is open, there is, it's hardly possible to reach most of the, the storage places where I would put dishes and plates and things. Oh, yeah. So I can lift things twice, make a pile of plates, and then put them somewhere else after I close the door. Or yep. you know, And when I'm doing that project, and it's my job to put away the dishes... Um when I'm doing that project we can't get to the refrigerator. I mean we can get to it but we can't open it all the way. All right. We were sitting there the other day and and we were sitting in a the dining half of the kitchen area, dining kitchen. Sort of an open design. Um but in between is this huge island that nobody likes to sit at. We we don't use it that way anymore and if that island wasn't so big our kitchen would be whole a whole lot bigger it would be so much nicer and the if i just think we could have somebody could have designed this rectangular area so much better than the way it was um but the, and and then the other thing as you just said you know if your kitchen is 18 19 20 years old somebody else picked out the stuff right The fellow who picked out the tile for my kitchen and the countertop loved the color burgundy, which I hate. I really don't like that sort of red-red, wine-red color. So he's got white tile on the wall with a little burgundy accent. I hate it. But you know, it's one of those things, Tim, if I take down that, I got to do something else. And then I got to take down maybe the cabinets and then maybe I'm going to have to do the countertop, which, by the way, you know what color it is? It's burgundy. (laughs) The color I loathe. So, all right, we're going to talk more about this. I've got somebody calling in. We're going to talk with them and Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers. You can contact Tim during the week or anytime, really, at handyhelpers.com, the easiest website he's got to remember. Handyhelpers.com. There's a communicate with Tim kind of section where you leave him a message. Or you can call him up right now, 919 860 9783 on Making Your Home Great News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. AccuWeather forecast. Sunny, awfully sunny and hot. High near 91 today. We're there with an overnight low down to 70. Tomorrow up to 94 with humid weather. And then Monday, mostly sunny, warm and humid. 93 is our temperature. And right now it's 91 with a real feel of 101. And yes, I did call for a hardly cloudy sky for the eclipse day. Right now, 91.0. 101 is our real feel Tim Ferruzzi with us from handy helpers and Highland residential roofing we're talking about um, uh, talking about all sorts of things what's that Tim what's that well uh, I've got George and McGee's crossroads who's got a okay. question right ahead for you how you doing George good to hear okay. from you uh,
3: so I got a 15 year old house yeah and I've got some siding planks that have rotted flaked a couple of other various terms. It's not wood. I've been told by one gentleman it's Hardy Plank. I've been told by another gentleman it's fiber siding. It's not vinyl siding, though. Um, It's right right around the bottom edges where it comes into, like, the foundation and then where it meets my deck. Um, And then also where the two-story where it meets the bottom porch roof. Um, Is this something I can have someone come out and just replace the boards that need it without replacing everything? And if so, what sort of company do I need to be looking for?
2: Yeah, um, we do that all the time. So we could help you or, or any type of um, home imp- home improvement, carpentry company, uh, carpenters. Um, sometimes painters can do that, but most of the time you need to go to a carpenters or remodeling home improvement type companies. And again, we can help you with that. So if you email or call us, we can certainly um, come out and visit and look at that for you. We don't charge to, to give estimates. Um, Fiber Cement and Hardy Plank are basically the same thing. So uh, Hardy Plank is a name brand. There's other brands out there. There's four or five other brands. Um, Hardy Plank or Hardy James Hardy kind of came up with the product initially and branded it very well. So people seem to call it by that name. Kind of like Sheetrock stands for drywall. That's That's a manufacturer as well. That's a brand. So i uh, be happy to come out and take a look at that for you. It sounds like it's probably not a very big job, and uh, we do small jobs as well as large jobs. So give us a call, and, uh, yeah, you don't have to replace all of it. You can just do several you know, strands of it or, or horizontal uh, runs of it with no problem.
0: All right. Thank you much. All yes, right. sir. Thank you, George. Tim, I have not yet mentioned your uh, telephone number on the air. Uh, in yep. part because I don't have it written down in front of me. Why don't you tell me that? Yeah, and then George uh, is the same. Let me see
2: if I remember it. Yeah. yeah if okay. I remember it. It's 919 676 5969. And That's then okay. also you can reach us by email at uh, handyhelpers, just like it sounds with a Y, mm-hmm. handyhelpersremodel.com. All right. Very good. 919
0: 676 5969. And yeah, that does sound familiar. Uh, William in Nightdale has a question about ventilation, then we'll let uh, Tim talk about kitchens.
4: Yes, William. Welcome. Oh, hi, Tim. This is Bill Nars over at Nightdale. Yeah. I have a uh, termite the annual inspection uh, done last week or two weeks ago. The guy came out. When he came back out of the house, he was saying that he was probing up under these seals with his little meter and saying I have a moisture problem. You know, i got... 25% one place, and then in other places, it was it was good, below 25 And suggested I put down the, the moisture barrier to plastic and the dehumidifier, seal off all the vents and er- everything like that, approximately around $2,500. Uh, I've been here 37, pushing 40 years, I guess. And of all the inspections I've had every year, I've never had anyone to tell me I had a moisture problem. But I have seen water under, water under my house. Uh, on one time on, on the low corner, and uh, I, it finally got it seeped out and drained out. But I've never had a problem since, but they still say now I have a moisture problem. Is that something, if I put down the uh, moisture barrier over the whole underside of my house, would that pretty much fix my problem and not have to
2: spend $2,500? Well, um, that's not an easy question to answer. Here's the thing that I will tell you. I've gone out to many homes. And, and by the way, if you have moisture content in the wood above uh, 19%, you have dry rot potential. Uh, it will dry rot if, once it hits 19, 20%. Anything under 19, 18% down is good. Uh, the furniture in your house usually has a moisture content of about 8 to 12%, just to kind of give you something to relate to. So under the house, your wood should not have a moisture content above 19%. 20%. So once it hits 20, 21%, 25%, like he's saying, you have, you will have wood rot, and that is a problem. And that can change over the years. Uh, I've gone out to people's houses, they thought they needed a dry sealed crawl space, which it sounds like you're, they're offering you something a little less than a full scale dry sealed crawl space, which is fine, um, and, and found that the people just needed. Uh, new gutters or gutters on their home. This particular couple I met, they had five inch gutters and they just put on a metal roof and the five inch gutters just weren't doing it anymore because of the overhang of the metal roof and the the runoff. the water's faster. So we had to go with six inch gutter and we also piped some of it on the ground. That's where you really want to start is what's causing the problem. Is it, where is it coming from? Because just doing something underneath the house If you've not looked at the outside issues, it's just a band-aid on top of something that needs stitches. So you really need to have someone like myself come out and do a thorough analysis and say, look, just do this. So when we did this gutter system for this couple, they solved the problem under the house, didn't have to do anything under the house. I'm just trying to give you a a real-life example of what may be needed. Now, let's say your gutters are working great, the water's getting away from the house, then you may uh, decide that just doing a vapor barrier first is your next step, versus sealing off the vents and doing a dehumidifier. So yeah. what I what I would recommend is do the vapor barrier, see how things go for a year, and then do a moisture test when they come back out and do their annual inspection. But before you do that, make sure you you've got the things on the outside, like I said, taken care of because you could do a moisture a vapor barrier under a house, you still have gutter issues or drainage issues, it's not gonna do you any good. You're wasting your money.
4: Well to tell you to tell you right quick, uh my house is on just a little bit of a slope. The under the under the ground under my house, I fear it's be on the same uh level as the outside and all the water off the front of my house goes to one gutter. I put all that I I dished it away from at the one corner on the carport end, and I went all the way out about 30, 40 feet with the piping and rock and all that kind of stuff. I did the same thing on the back side, and I do not have any issues that I can tell anywhere that's coming from gutters. It's all, I, I think, it, I'm suggesting that it might have came from about two or three consecutive uh, pour down rains we had that one time that mm-hmm. caused that water to, to settle in under my house. And mm-hmm. it, it could have... I thought it might have run in at the front fence, but I do not see any way that it could have.
2: So I'm thinking that it might have been a one-time thing. Well, it could be groundwater. Um, you're saying they're at the same level, but you could still have groundwater that could be... And of course, it's going to dry out a whole lot slower under the house than it does outside. And you don't have sure. vegetation under the house either, whereas outside you have grass and bushes and things. So... Um, I'd be happy to come take a look at that for you and give you another opinion. Uh, a vapor barrier may be the solution as you're thinking. I don't Uh know that you need to step it up to the the dehumidifier or the elimination of the foundation vents yet. Um, you've been there a long time, as you said, so I would just start with the vapor barrier if you feel like that's the first step and then go from there and, uh, you know, we'd be happy to take a look at that for you and quote that. We do vapor barriers all the time. And the number what I would call would
4: be this 5969 number? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, let me ask you one final question. I've Googled a lot of this stuff, and it seems to say, I think, somewhere in all that, not to put fans, blower fans or anything under your house, because if you have a high humidity outside, it could it would pull the moisture under the house. And the moisture is always cooler under the house, of course but I I could see where I had, the fans running appeared to have dried out the the ground under there. So is that a negative or is that a
2: true statement uh, or not? Should I, I put I think the fans there's different, or not? Yeah, I think there's different opinions on that, different schools of thought. I, I kind of believe in air movement anywhere you can have it, attic, crawl space, all of it, So versus stagnant air because of the microbials, the bioaerosols. So anytime you can have airflow... Um, is good now if you eliminate airflow like the foundation vents and you put the dry shield crawl space obviously you have to have a humidifier which still creates a, a form of smaller airflow but i think that a fan under a house is not necessarily a bad idea and even maybe a humidistatically controlled one that would be near a foundation vent that would you know help pull moisture out of the house but or, or from underneath the house so uh, we had a gentleman call a couple weeks ago that says, Hey, I just got a fan under the house, the little house down there, and it just moves air um, around and uh, it's doing a great job. And I agree with him. I think that's the way to go. Okay, sir. Well, I do
4: appreciate your time and I'd want to hold you up from other customers. But I do. I, I, I felt like I was doing the right things, but I wanted to verify it with someone. And yep. uh, let me try this. More. I was getting ready to put the barrier down, the plastic cover the, under the house. Yep. And they said yep. let it go up around up edge around digital walls and around the the, the uh, pillars real well. And then, and, But I'm thinking about putting the fans back under there first and let it really dry out all it can and try to eliminate more moisture before I put the moisture barrier down. Would that be a true statement to do? Sounds, sounds like a good idea to me. I would do that, yes. Let me try that. And if I can't get it uh, satisfied in a few
2: days, I'll give you a call. Yeah, and make sure you like you said do a hundred percent coverage of the plastic under the house. Obviously, a hundred percent difficult, but try to get it ninety eight percent coverage under there. Yeah, house. I
4: have some yep. hard places to get to. <laughs> yep. So, thank uh, all you right. So well, have much fun doing. Okay, uh, yeah. William.
0: Thank you very much. I've got a question just on this. Uh, William reported that the the that the fella coming out doing the the bug inspection, the bug work. Huh. Yeah. Reported 25% moisture. Is that something that could change
2: in a week or two? Is this like uh, my yeah. blood
0: pressure that, you know, it could have been could have been different last week?
2: Yeah, you know, we've had a lot of rain the last um, two weeks. Yeah. And um, humidity has been very high, obviously, because of that. So, yeah, that can change from time to time. Um, so, the, typically, those guys come out and do an annual inspection. Yeah. So he might consider having him come out in uh, another time of year and do another test. And, and we do that right, kind no. of thing, too. We can, we can test wood, and we've got all the equipment Good. to do it.
0: Good. Listen, we've got news coming up in just a moment, details from Boston and more, and closer to home on WPTF. The News Radio 680 WPTF Techno Weather forecast includes sunshine, clouds, and hot weather the rest of today until further notice, with no decrease in temperatures or the re- real feels over the next few days. Sunshine and clouds with tomorrow's high near 94, Monday's high near 93. Right now it's 91 with a real feel of 101. Making Your Home Great, on with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And Tim, we're talking about kitchens today. Uh, Unless, of course, somebody wants to ask another question. We may never get to kitchens again. Uh, Here's our number. You know, we'll we'll put off things. 919-860-9783. All right, Tim.
2: Kitchens. And we're going to touch base next week when we talk about the... uh new trends in renovation and remodeling yeah. uh, kitchens will come back in uh, i'm sure for that so and bathrooms right. so yeah so if anybody has any questions any listeners want to ask anything about the uh, construction i'd be happy to try to answer those questions for you so Good. call in
0: 919-860-9783 all right yep
2: yeah so uh kitchens well so we talked about design issues that some of the things you're experiencing at your house and, yeah. and I've got some of those at my own house, you know, I think with things that change, you know, kitchens are probably something that need updating other than painting the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, more often than not, people want to kind of change with the times and feel like they're in the 2017 range instead of the 1990s or the 1970s, right? Yep. So they're always, uh, uh, big projects. And, uh, you know, And like you said earlier, when you, you go in and you start changing this, it usually becomes a can of worms. So most people, when they think about kitchens, they think about doing the whole thing, right? Yeah. They're going to change the floor. They're going to change the backsplash, the cabinets, the appliances. Appliances, most people like to stay with one color. And, and one of the hot items I've seen is, is the stainless steel and also the black. Mm-hmm. Those seem to be the hottest items now from what I've seen generally. And of course white is, is, uh, you know, somewhat, but stainless steel and, and, and black seems to be the appliance color. Cabinets, people, um, are going with lots of different, you know, they might be white, they might be, uh, wood, uh, colored, you know, stained, uh, mahogany or oak cabinets or pine. And of course you've got the thermal foil type, uh, product and, um, so cabinet doors, there's lots of different styles on cabinet doors. You've got the shaker style,
0: yeah,
2: which uh, that's the most common. It's a five-piece flat style. Uh-huh. Um, and, then, of course, you've got louvered uh, doors. That's not very common. You don't see many of those in most kitchens. And, and interchanged with all these door styles I'm going to mention to you, you can have glass incorporated, so you see some of these uh, kitchens that have hard glass and some yep. of them are all glass it just depends on what they want
0: i want to ask um, you about that because we like mm-hmm. the look of all glass we don't like the look of people seeing all the medicine and stuff we have in the cabinet you know so we need to adapt that sort of half one half the other but i've got alan in butner who wants to talk to us about remodeling the kitchen alan go ahead yes hi, y'all guys you good thank you for calling what's up alan
5: okay i got a question about um i'm going to complete a remodel in my kitchen yeah and uh I have an hour and what I have an hour I have a uh, slide in uh, range, and i'm gonna take down all the cabinets i got over over top of the old hour and my question is uh about whether I should put a back a a regular range i mean a regular hood or put a down draft uh
2: Uh, That that depends on what you want and what kind of uh, room you have and and how it affects the lighting. Mm -hmm. Um, I see people going both ways. The downdraft, obviously, is a lot more convenient because it doesn't take the headroom uh, and it doesn't affect the lighting. Um, But a lot of people are like those uh, over-the-top hoods as well, especially the ones that come down are stainless steel and have the... look like an industrial pipe and come down with the the angled uh, hood exhaust. So just depends on um, your whole layout there. You have to make a decision uh, I based you, I just
5: wonder uh, how long has Dan Draft been around, though? Which ones? The, the, the Dan, Dan Draft.
2: Oh, years. Years. Oh, you know, okay. I, I, think, I think of Gen Air as okay. being a, a pretty branded uh, appliance that's quality-oriented, and they, they've... I think they were one of the initiators of that uh, downdraft system. Okay, I, mean,
5: I mean, ask because the, the unit on uh, the can, kind of brand I'm buying, is, it doesn't come with one, so I'm to have to have someone to build build the downdraft system. Yeah, you'll have to. <laughs> you, you might just get on the computer and do
2: some searches on it and see what what the options are for you. Um, you know, a lot of times they are built in, but obviously you're going to pay a lot more money for that. Uh, is this a, you said this is a slide in?
5: Yeah, it, yeah, um, slide in,
2: so yeah, slide in, yeah, slide um, in, yeah, I mean, yeah. You'll have to, yeah, you'll have to look into that. You might be better off if you have a slide in. Um, is it got a control panel on the on the on it that's going to be uh, higher than the rest of the island?
5: On the, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, the roof and everything. Is, is my my kitchen is like it's nine feet high. It's going to be tall enough, and it sure. uh, it's already has the old you know cause with the old cabinet. They have space there for, um, you know, put a regular uh, uh a, hood? Well, a hood, yeah, I'll get it right yeah. in a minute. The hood back yeah. on the top, yeah. And see, all you have so, to do is just put the same, probably the same, uh, probably same insulation, and all, I mean, all the pictures are already there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when
2: I think of a slide-in, which is, that's a freestanding um, stove you're talking about in the island. Right, right, right yeah. I would think that lean, lends more towards a, a hood system versus the downdraft, but right. but you know it just depends on what's out there. I don't know if there's something out there that's going to work your real well for you, um, you know, 'cause because you put the downdraft. It's got to be on one side or the other, right? Yeah, and and, and, and it does take
5: up a, in, in the back part of your um, your aisle. It does take a, take up a lot a little more space down there too. And I, I was just concerned about it is that you know you, you know you can slide it up and down as you use it. Now I, I think if you, if you if you don't do a lot of cooking, it might be sufficient. If you do a lot of cooking all the time and you know with high, high heat cooking, you might have to keep it up. I, I was just wondering was the last because you have to slide it up and down.
2: And when you describe when you say downdraft, you mean the one that's built into the, the, the stove or countertop that's at the low level that pulls it right, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I want to make sure we're talking the same. So um Yeah, you know, typically those are like in the middle of the of the of the stove or they're a, a running along the back of the stove. And yeah, if you've it, got a raised if you've got a raised panel on your freestanding stove, that's gonna make it more difficult, meaning you have to put it on either side
5: of it, right? ah uh, you got you I think it's going to be on the back of a Mine is staying on the back of it. Okay. Uh, okay. But, I, you know, I d- didn't know that much about it, and uh, the person I got doing the work, they kind of suggest doing it, and they're saying it looked better because you have a, such open space there, you know. But, right. Yeah. But I've been looking at these shows on TV. I mean, the they, 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 they hooded roof and, and the aisle and, and no cabinet It really looked pretty neat to me, really. Yeah, it's very, about the those, same, things, though. those oh. things
2: get really expensive, though. Oh
5: yeah,
2: those 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 ones that are the stainless steel type looking that they, they probably are stainless steel, and then they come down. Yeah. They, if they are, they are expensive. Those are pricey items. Yeah, but the downdraft can be expensive too because you got to do the piping under and you through your cabinet, and you got to get it out under your house, and you got to get it outside. Right. So there's a lot of work involved with that one as well. Yeah.
0: Alan, thank you. Yeah, sure. Appreciate it. A lot to think All right, about. For Alan and Alan Buckner, thank you for calling. He dialed in on this number 919-860-9783-919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Just before we go to the break. Tim, I've got brown cabinets. They're they're, you well, know, they look like pieces of wood and they look like they're stained. I assume that they are. Can a fella paint them? And have them turn out nice.
2: Yes. I can? Okay. Yes, but but first of all, make sure that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. No going back. Give it a lot of thought. Yeah. Because you're not going back with any ease. And uh, wood is in. Yeah. You know, wood is in. It went out and it came back
0: in. Oh, it did? While um, my house was, was aging in front yeah. of me? Yeah. okay. Yeah, so yeah. it came back
2: in? Back in. Yeah, yeah. It right. back in. Um. And the other thing that you need to uh, make sure of when you do tackle that job, you really should hire a professional painter because yeah. you, it is a major, major project. It's going to take you four or five coats yeah. of finished paint and a very, very good primer. You've got to use specific primers. You've got to do a lot of cleaning, mm-hmm. degreasing, sanding. And things of that sort, if you want to get a good job. Otherwise, you're just going to have chipping paint for the rest of your cabinet life.
0: Yeah. I mean, the cabinets look nice now. I don't want them to look like junk after I'm done with them. You know, I could buy junk. You know,
2: is that the kind of thing? You're just just increasing your maintenance when you paint them. I understand. The nice thing about the wood cabinets is they're generally maintenance-free, other than keeping them clean around the handles and things, not letting the grease... And the dirt and the oils off our skin accumulate Yeah, on, on those areas. So just keep them clean. But they're maintenance-free. All right.
0: Makes sense. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Handyhelpers.com, one way to contact him and look at his work. Also, highlandroofingnc.com. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi back uh, talking about kitchens today. But interrupt us with whatever questions you have about your home. Making your home great, the name of the show. Call us up, 919 860 978 News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680, WPTF. Sunshine with a few clouds and a high today in the 90s, overnight low near 70. And for Sunday, 94, partly cloudy eclipse day on monday high near 93 mostly sunny warm and humid right now 91 real field 101 degrees news radio 680 wptf making your home great it's your show please do call in today if you have a question about kitchens which is our topic of the day or anything else tim ferruzzi's happy to stop whatever he's thinking about which today is kitchens and Uh, and talk to you about what project you've got going on. Tim, of course, from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And, Tim, we've got Kevin in Raleigh. Hi, Kevin.
6: Hi, how you doing? Good, what's up? I had a question for Tim for uh, crowd spaces. Sure. Uh, When you have the crowd space, uh, do you leave the door shut when you run the dehumidifier naturally? But do I leave all the vents closed, too, when I... Or should I just not run the dehumidifier and just leave all the vents and door open?
2: Mm. Yeah, if you've got a dehumidifier under your house, uh, you want to make sure you have a vapor barrier and you also want to eliminate your foundation vents and keep the door closed as well. So So keep the vents closed? Yes, you need to close them off permanently, like actually do more than just shut them. You need Uh to... Because you're still gonna pull air in from the outside. You don't yeah. want to dehumidify the world. Well I so, didn't know yeah. if
6: I should let the air in from the outside or you know, I can walk in my crawl space. Yeah. You know, I can walk in there.
3: But, yep.
6: So But I didn't know do, if I should let the dehumidifier
2: go or just leave the door open and let the vents work. No, not yeah, close close the door and try to try to insulate that to some degree okay. with uh, rigid foam and then on the crawl space on the foundation okay. vents. You could go into the house and and literally cut rigid insulation yeah. and caulk them to the inside so they still look like you have foundation vents, but you don't. Yeah. and then on well, that's top of what that, I do in the
6: winter time when I don't run a dehumidifier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put foam in there. You know the foam square yeah. pads you get those like, and right. I put those right. in the vent with insulation on it.
2: You know right. Okay. Yeah, the whole point is you want to be dehumidifying the air under your house, not the air that's coming from outside, so it sounds like you got the right idea. And I have plastic on the floor all the way around, you know? Right, right. So,
6: so it's better to run the dehumidifier rather than just let the air come in from outside.
2: If you've got a dehumidifier, you might as well just use that process, okay. yes.
0: It all would right. be the equivalent, uh, let me jump, jump in and say, wouldn't it be the equivalent of putting a dehumidifier outside? On your porch and just letting it run?
6: Yeah. Yeah, he's,
0: you know, as my dad would say, Kevin, I'm not dehumidifying the entire neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah, right. okay. Well, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. News Radio 680, WPTF, telephone number 919-860-9783. And we're, we're talking kitchens, but we're getting another phone call that has to do from a um, uh, uh, slightly different bit of this. It's Mike and Carrie talking about drainage from air conditioner vents. How you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. What can we help you with? And you're on with Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers.
3: Wonderful. Um, yeah. So I have a, a house that has one of the uh, outside vents, or uh, like a drainage for the AC for moisture, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's obviously as hot as it is, it's always dripping, and the grass in that area is, well, there is no grass. And it's on a slight slope away from the house, and that water just runs down. Takes, there's no grass there. I'm trying to figure out the best way to, uh, I'm not sure, You know, dig a hole with, uh, put in like sand and river rocks or some, some way to help grow some grass and, and have better drainage for that area.
2: Yeah, I think, I think. I think you got the right idea. You can do that. Um, there's you kind of take it to another direction. Commercial units are a lot of times on top of the roofs, and <clears throat> they don't recommend that those condensation drains that you're talking about drain right on the roof. So, what they do is they pipe them all the way across the roof to the gutter, to the edge of the building, is the way <clears throat> it's technically supposed to be done, so that the water doesn't just drip on a low pitch roof and cause leaks. So, you can actually add some piping and get it away from there, or you could do what you're talking about. Obviously, you want to make sure that it's not going to go under the house. Right. Yes. So yes, correct, any yes. kind of variation of that, you just have to be creative with, with your landscape and what you got going on, and okay. any of that should help. Yes, sir.
3: Okay. I just wanted to call and get a quick idea, see what, uh, see what you thought, but I appreciate the help.
0: Mike, you're What's ready up? to build a leech field for your AC unit. Okay. all right thank you Mike. Hey, thank you very much all right bye i mean it's a small leach field anyway you know
2: yep it's like if he but had, he's had... Right. i see i see that all the time and, yeah and so these houses so close together yep sometimes walking in between the houses you'll see both units from each neighbor and so this whole area between the houses is like walking through a mud field. yep
0: all right that makes sense 919-860-9783 is our telephone number call. Ask about anything. We're ta- planning to talk about kitchens, but, you know, on and off, we'll take whatever uh, topics Tim uh, knows about. 919-860-9783, and Tim does from the basement crawl space to the uh, to the roof and beyond. Um, so, Tim, what were we talking about uh, in, in
2: terms of kitchens? Style cool. choices? So, yeah, we were talking about cabinet doors. So yeah. you've got the shaker style, which is the most common. You've got right. the louver doors, which you don't see very often. You've got the flat doors,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which you see kind of, that's more very it's very contemporary. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the inset, which a lot of people call those the the raised panel. That's the classic, and it's usually the most expensive door.
1: Yeah.
2: You've got the distressed, which also can be uh, pricey as well. Right, uh, the distressed look, like making, basically looking like it's been there for a long time. Right? Yeah. Um, beadboard doors. That's another option. Right. Uh, also, just the standard thermofoil doors, and um, and some of these, like the shaker doors, look. You can get thermofoil that has some of these looks. It's just a, a least a lesser expensive door. It's right. not a true five piece or four piece door.
0: I've uh, got Jim, a yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just got Jim and Holly Springs, and maybe okay. just enough, or, enough time this hour to okay. talk to him. Uh, Jim, go ahead, a- ask uh, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers uh, what you've got going on.
3: Okay, we're thinking about uh, getting a roof done, and he was mentioning putting a drip edge all the way around. Uh, that way it would extend past the edge of the roof. Is that worthwhile, or is that uh, Absolutely. an anywhere thing?
2: Absolutely that helps with um that that's that we do that automatically on all our roofs um that extends the the roof uh shingles beyond the fascia that much more so water stays off of the fascia board and and away from your windows and siding a little bit more um in addition, it helps with wind uplift, so if you ever get any storms coming through. It you know it, it bonds to the shingles and and helps stop the wind from getting under your shingles around the edge of the house. And that goes for the sides of the roofing as well, just not where the uh, the ring gutters are. Well, we put them at gutters if we can, um, because the whole point is to try to get the uh, the drip edge facing that you're not going to see if you've got gutters to sit. On the inside of the gutter, so the water doesn't run behind the gutter. So we try to put them where their gutters are. Now, sometimes there's a gutter guard, or the gutters are put on a certain way that you can't do that. But we always try to do that. So we recommend trying to put it on on everything, the perimeters, okay. the rakes, all of it. All right. Excellent. Oh, thank you, sir.
0: Yeah. Jim and Tim. Thank you very much. Well, it's an easy, fun show. And the phone calls are coming in, and that's a wonderful thing. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. Another hour of Making Your Home Great. Take me
1: home tonight. I don't want to let you go to sleep.
0: Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander. Tim Ferruzzi with us. Tim with HandyHelpers.com or HandyHelpers. And Highland Residential Roofing, also uh, on the web at highlandroofingnc.com. Hot today, high near 91, that's where we are now. It is a real feel of 103. We're talking about kitchens. Tim Ferruzzi, we start to talk about kitchens, and then somebody calls in with a great question. We encourage those.
2: That's okay,
6: yeah.
0: it's all right. 919-860-9783. Um, there are, you told me, and I didn't realize, that my cabinets that are stained wood have come back in, so I'm not going to advance into the next style generation, because apparently I'm at the cusp of what's popular now.
2: <laughs> well, you yeah. know, if you live long enough, right. or you've had something long enough, you you, you it comes back around, usually... You, three or four times, or two or three times in our <laughs> lifetime, right?
0: And you're telling me that I can pay extra and get dinged up uh, distressed cabinets that look like they've been there for a long while.
2: That's... Yeah, well, they're they're a little different. They're, <laughs> these distressed cabinets you see going in a lot of these high-end houses are yeah. cabinets that are made to look like they're uh, uh, out of uh, old... Uh, farmhouses that yeah. are kind of like the paint's cracked and things like that. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a different look. You know what I mean? All right. But
0: Stan uh, in Fuquay is with us. And as usual, we're not talking about the topic of the day, but that's all right. Stan's asking about something you know about.
7: Hi, Stan. Good afternoon, Trader Dave. I mean, afternoon. Dave. <laughs> How are you, Stan? I'm doing fine. How are you today? Oh, terrific. Good. I am going to sidestep the uh, kitchens today. I know it's your topic, yeah. but I've been living with a kitchen designer for the last 40 years, so I think we're all covered with kitchens. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, I've done that for, well, for 40 years. But anyhow, this is on crawl spaces. Yeah. I'd like to know what your, uh, what your opinion is on, on these vents that uh, I've had different people tell me, different things about opening them at certain times of the year and closing them at certain times of the year. And then I will tell you what I do, and I find perfectly satisfactory. Mm-hmm. The general rule of thumb, and I'm
2: not 100% sure of this, but I'm pretty sure of this, is that you open them during the summer and you close them during the winter.
7: That's what logic might tell somebody because it's warm in the summer and it's cold in the winter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: Okay, but what I do, and this is, I found this to be, uh For whatever whatever it is uh, it it 's working my wife and i we put the plastic down on the on on the ground mm-hmm. we We had a little little dampness issue because uh when the house was built uh, uh the uh, the builder that put the lamp out in the in the island in front of the house had about a six six inch diameter hole to run the the little uh, the, the electrical cable, and <laughs> you need one is about as big as your little finger you know. So after after patch after finding that and patching it up, I, I I got rid of that water issue. So then what we did, we put plastic down the thicker. I think it's six mil. We put it down, and here's something else. We were we put it down two to three inches away from all the pylons and all the all the walls. Yep, I believe that's the proper way to do it through research. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Well, um,
2: <clears throat> what they're saying that was the re- that was what they were saying to do. Uh, 10 15 20 years ago it was 80 85 percent coverage yep mm-hmm. but now now the the inspectors are requiring that they be a hundred percent coverage
1: mm.
2: that when when you when you sell a house and you get a home inspection they''re we're recommending a hundred percent coverage they're trying to get you more towards the the dry sealed crawl space type of thing which is a full kind of enclosure and you know the higher end homes are starting to do more and more things. Or
7: newer homes, I say, uh, towards. Uh, well, I, that I, I i could direction. see I could see where the ceiling around the pylons and the wall would, would should be tight when you're having a a, uh, uh, a sealed crawl space. I could mm-hmm. understand, you know, wh- yeah. why you don't yeah. want to pull moisture in from the outside. Yeah. But what what yeah. I did, I we put the plastic down, and I mm-hmm. keep my vents closed at all times. Mm-hmm. I can go in my crawl space right now, and it's about 72, 73 degrees, and it's dry mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to open them up, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I, if I were to open them vents up, I would be letting all this warm, high-humidity air inside a coal area, and we would well, in an instant we would, we would, we would, we would uh, drop down to our dew uh, point, would, would meet our dew point, and would start condensing down there immediately.
2: Well, you're you're still your vents are not going to be airtight, so you're oh. still going to get air infiltration. I understand
7: so You're right. I mean, if it's work if it's working for you, have you had moisture readings done? I've had moisture readings done. Okay. Yeah. You know, it, there's a lot of factors that
2: play into this. That uh-huh. Where your house is located, how your house is located. Yeah. How old your house is, what kind of heating and air system you have. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's probably fifty things that that play into all that, if not more. Um, so if it's working for you, then
7: stay with it. That's <laughs> that, that's my recommendation. That's what I was planning on doing, but I guess, yeah. like, you know, everybody got to tweak it just a little bit to exactly our, right. their needs. Stan, thank that's you. Why, that's, what, that's why I talk about, you know, instead of
2: always doing a full dry sealed crawl space, you can do levels of it and steps of it or modifications of it. Same with, with uh, French drains. It doesn't have to be a, all done one way, there's lots of factors that play into it. So you almost customize
7: it to your home. I agree totally. I agree. Yep. I yep. thank you very much.
0: All right, yes, now, Stan, man. I know Stan, so I can say this, and you brought up the topic. A man your age really should have moisture readings taken every year along with the, the blood sugar, okay?
7: <laughs> I Believe me, I have,
0: all, right. my, all, right, I have all my blood taken every year. All right, thank you, Stan. <laughs> thank you, Dave. All right, take care. bye Jeez, he's he you know it almost gets down to if you had a honda motorcycle guy and a harley guy in the same room it might not make an actual functional difference but you guys could debate this forever okay as long as he doesn't get moisture in the wood above what 19 percent
2: yeah, I think the general rule is 20%, 20%. somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I think he's I've had good. People say it's, I've had people say it's lower than that, but <laughs> general rule of thumb is is you need to get very concerned when it hits
0: 20%. What's big in kitchens now, Tim? What am I going to be,
2: uh, well, be doing with my kitchen the, in the, the next one couple one last years. type of door I wanted to mention to you yeah. is a custom door. custom yeah. door can be done any way you want to do it. So mm-hmm. Generally, there's six or seven styles of doors. Yeah. okay so big in kitchens from what I'm seeing farm sinks everybody know what a big farm sink is yeah that's pretty hot item that's yeah. one of those heavy heavy duty in the, the face of the sink actually is part of the uh the facade it's it's literally 12 inches 10 inches uh facing uh, going across about uh, three feet right um, undermount sinks are, are have been hot for quite a while because people are doing granite tops and and um quartz tops and things where you have to have pretty much a an undermount sink to to look proper yeah um and then uh, lighting you know the can lighting is as a big item
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and locating them where the cabinets are you know systematically with the layout of the kitchen hanging lights is very popular um, work lights under cabinets uh for your countertop space that's been popular for a while and seems to still be carrying on. And then speaking of white LED on all of those um, yeah. a good option. Um, faucets, you know, faucets are very intricate now. Mm-hmm. They have the one that's a sprayer pulls out and they're usually tall, uh, single lever, uh, touch your hand type thing, turn on, so you can spend as much as you want on faucets. Had a job I looked at the other day where they have an undermount sink a granite countertop and they want to change the faucet they bought two faucets because they weren't sure what was going to fit
1: i mm-hmm.
2: uh, had a plumber over there and he said i can't take this faucet out it's all rusted pieces and i can't take the sink out the undermount sink because it's not necessarily done properly to my opinion and, and he says and then secondly he doesn't want me to be responsible for breaking the, the granite he doesn't yeah. want any liability with that so the client had me come take a look at the situation, and then I gave him a price. And there were a few things done with the undermount sink that need to be done differently. And um, so, replacing a faucet can be uh, quite a task, especially when you have an undermount sink and yeah. and they're deep basins because you just have very little access in the back. Um, gas ovens are, are very hot. Are they uh, really? Yeah, yeah. You, you, gosh, I've talked to a few people that are like saving up for a year to buy them.
1: Wow. So these,
2: these very high end commercial type of, of gas ovens that cost $5,000. Um, you see some of that go on.
0: Well, I know. I'm not doing that. In fact, I think the internet is broken here at Curtis Media because I just looked up Farm Sink mm-hmm. when you mentioned it, and there's one here for $624.99. Mm-hmm. I think the internet's broken.
2: I put a few of those in. They're, really? Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're beautiful. Uh,
0: they're worth every nickel, I'm sure.
2: Well, and they're not—they're not easy to put in either, because you have to—if you've got existing cabinets that are yeah. based on something else, you've got to come in and cut the cabinet, do modifications to it. Yeah. And um, so that's a, a little project.
0: It's a nice-looking nice thing. All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is our telephone number. Nine one nine eight six zero. We're going to take advantage of the fact that Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing is answering questions absolutely free the rest of the afternoon, or at least until 4 today, on News Radio 680 WPTF and Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF Quick AccuWeather Forecast Hot. All Right now, 91 degrees, partly cloudy. Overnight low near 70. And then tomorrow, very much like today, even hotter, though. High near 94. Right now, 91. Real feel, 103. Teresa in Burlington is going to join us. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing and Teresa. Hi, how you doing, Teresa? How are you? Good. What's up?
8: 11 years ago when we built our house, We upgraded the windows to Pella. Yes. Triple pane, really nice windows, blinds, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. We cannot raise and lower our windows. They are so tight, they will not. We had Pella come out to look at them, and the guy told me to get a block of wax. And wax along the sides where they raise and lower. Yeah. You have to be able to raise and lower them to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. We have
8: several windows in our house we cannot raise.
0: All right, Tim, you've just been called to Teresa's house.
2: What are we going to do? So, so you've, how have held your house, Teresa? Uh,
8: 11 years.
2: Oh, so you had it built 11 years ago? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I thought you had, had replaced the windows uh, then.
8: No, um, they were put in then.
2: Okay, and so the Pella rep came out and said, "Wax your windows." Basically, wax put wax the, in the tracks. Yes. Okay.
8: A, a block of wax, like canning wax.
2: Yeah, I've never heard. I've never heard of that. You would think when you pay that much money for uh, for the windows that you wouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing. Do you? I'm sure this is a yes, but you keep your heating and air running in your home all the time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, what kind of exterior do you have? What's your exterior? um, Is it siding? Is it vinyl siding? Is it hardy plank? You know, that's a hard question to answer. You shouldn't have that kind of issue with 11-year-old windows, especially when you go with a a higher quality. Um, Did you stop with that one representative's opinion, or have you called? We did, because... He said, "Well, there's nothing they're going to do to help." Huh. Well, I'd be happy to come take a look at it and give you my opinion. And if I think that they're not opening properly, um, I can I can tell you if they were in my house and they're not acting like they should, I would be on the on the on the call, you know, trying to get Pella to to warrant these things. So. Um, You know, I'd be happy to do that, or you can call another window professional take a look at them. But that doesn't sound correct. You shouldn't be having that problem. You got a warranty when you bought these windows, right?
8: Well, Um, I guess we did. We bought them from a dealer in Greensboro.
2: Did you buy the window? Were you acting as the contractor? Did you have a GC on the job? Or
8: we had a contractor, but we had the contractor from Hale, So yeah, uh, yeah,
0: I know that guy. Yeah. We
8: bought the windows ourselves, and he paid what little bit difference he was going to pay for just stock contractor windows.
0: Tim, can I just uh, offer up one possible... I, I know nothing about this, except to raise the suspicion that he put the windows in too tightly. That's possible. Do we need to leave a gap to allow expansion and contraction of the windows.
2: Well, the windows themselves, and, and, and I didn't ask her that because when she said the Pella guy just that put wax on the windows, I yeah. just automatically assumed that there, that there was some other issue. But but that's it's highly possible that they were installed incorrectly. Maybe they were uh, framed in too tight. The windows themselves as a unit, once they're installed, as long as you don't shim them too tight, they should work fine. Um, but that could be the problem. Did he say that that was the problem, Teresa?
8: <laughs> he didn't give us a reason at all. Okay. And he well, I would think I up. would
2: think that he would I would think that he would give a reason. Uh, that's why I didn't bother asking you. But that would, like you said, Dave. That lends me to think that you're probably going to have to just take off the trim. And that's why I'm, I'm willing to go take a look at them. You probably have to pop off your trim and. And uh, readjust the windows themselves to some degree. You know, probably not rehang them, but maybe uh-huh. there's just shims in the wrong location. Right. So, and then you know, obviously that needs to be adjusted because that's just going to get worse and worse.
8: Well, and if there was ever a fire in the house, the people in the back bedrooms would have to break the windows out to get out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Brilliant. well, usually,
2: usually big, usually big companies that I've noticed, Anderson Pella, lots of other window companies out there. They've been in business a long time, and they stand behind their products. So I would say that based on what you're telling me, that it's an installation issue, as Dave said, and you're probably going to have to, and based on your experiences as well with your your person, uh, you're probably going to have to pop off all the trim on the inside and. Uh, And readjust the jams that the sashes slide up and down on.
8: Who would we get to do that? that?
2: That's not as major as you think.
0: Talk to Tim.
2: You're already on with Tim. I I can help you and then of course. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa, do
0: you have pencil and paper?
8: Uh yes, just one second.
0: You do, or that's fine. I've also got Ray and Raleigh who wants to jump in and it's a timing issue. Ray might be on after our news. Teresa, you ready? Uh,
1: just
0: one second. All right, well, that's fine. I'm not trying to hurry you. I mean, you're just talking about the, the white trim that, or the, uh, it's white on my house, but you're yeah. just talking about the the trim around the window. Once you clear that out of the way, Tim, you might be able to look at the shims that are there. All yeah,
2: right. Just see how okay, tight
0: the uh, window All right. is put in. 919-676. Uh-huh. 5969. Nine. Okay. You call anytime this weekend. Tim's going to get to you. Okay? He's going to call you back.
8: Okay. That would be fantastic.
0: All right. Very good. And I don't know whether... Teresa, I'm going to let you go, but I want you to continue listening to News Radio 680 WPTF because Ray and Raleigh's got a suggestion for you. Oh, Okay? Okay.
8: Okay. Thank you. Thank
0: you very much. And Ray and Raleigh, Ray... Go ahead, what's the solution?
3: <laughs> well, if I don't have enough time now, maybe you ought to go to
0: after the... All right, well, let's do that then. Because there's nothing that works better on radio than suspense. We don't know what the solution is from Ray and Raleigh, but it's going to be a good idea. Tim Ferruzzi may just go out and go out and take a look at it. Tim, I think we got to write down this date. I actually suggested something that might be the cause, like today's date 8 19 2017 i said something that might have been right
2: well you say many things that are right
0: I, I do but none of them have to do with home improvement uh <laughs> tim Timfer tim from handy helpers and of course handyhelpers.com, highland residential roofing highland nc.com another half hour of this show it's called making your home great on news Radio 680 WPTF. Our news is next. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great on every single Saturday. 2 until 4, 919 860 978 3. Tim Ferruzzi from Hattie Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Dave Alexander, right here in the studio with you and Ray in Raleigh, who thinks that he might have a solution to the stuck-window crisis. Ray, how are you?
3: I'm still breathing and thankful for it. That's (laughs) great. What's up? Well, uh, I'm going to be a wise guy first. Yeah, Many years ago, there was a a, uh, columnist in one of the popular mechanics magazines, Uh uh, Tim McCahill, and somebody wrote in something about... uh, blowing If you blow hard up the exhaust pipe, it will it shut off the engine? And the said, yes, it will. But most people prefer the old-fashioned method of turning the key off. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Turning that to this woman's window problem. Yeah. She talks about escaping through the windows. I think most people would prefer to use a door, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can do use it, yes, you're absolutely okay. right.
3: Okay. Now, getting back to realities. Yes. Uh, she didn't tell us a lot of things, and uh, one of them was how long ago did the problem start or has the problem been going on ever since the windows were installed? Yeah. That'll make a difference. Okay. Uh, she painted the windows. It's very possible she painted the window shut and th- that they're sticking because of that. Uh, we'll get to a solution for that in just a moment. Right. Um, but one, way to, one way to take care of that is with a wide putty knife, if she's painted the windows, and slip it between the window and the frame... Uh, it's got to be a wide blade, uh, though, and you slip it between the window and the frame to try and break that bond. Yes. And another method is uh, that's, that's worked for me because we've had this paint problem is uh, I usually take my fist, but you can use a board and a hammer, yeah. and put the board on top of the lower section of the window and just uh, hammer it down once or twice on each side of the latch. Yeah. Uh, just, just a notch, uh, just a hair. And from that point, you can then raise the window without a problem.
0: Okay, that's that's you're assuming that it was painted shut. Uh,
3: assuming that there's some kind of cause of that, but even yeah. even though uh, she mentioned that she had some windows she can't open, yeah. it's very possible that this uh, board and hammer. And you got to be careful you don't break the window too. Well, yeah, with with the glass, but uh, by tapping the window frame down toward a closed position, which which is counterintuitive, uh, yes. may break it loose just enough that you can raise the window after that
0: yep Ray thank you you're welcome Ray and Raleigh yep. with some potential solutions for the uh, for Teresa's stuck uh, uh, window crisis of course Ray does raise the possibility that if you break the window in any method at all you've solved your problem because then you just have to get it repaired anyway you might have to replace the window uh, <laughs> you don't know what,
2: I mean? what he said Dave. well
0: if you can Please. break the window <laughs> completely your problem is solved. You're going to have somebody like
2: Tim go yeah, replace the window. The, he was talking about breaking the window loose from the paint job. Oh, okay.
0: All right. <laughs> I don't think it's painted. If she's so, saying yeah, Pella I, I, windows, I, I, chances are was, it's not,
2: right? If Ray, Ray brings up a good couple points. We didn't ask how long this has been going on. She, yep. uh, so I, I kind of assumed it's been quite a while. Yeah. And then the other thing about the, the windows being painted, that 11 years you wouldn't think you'd have to paint the windows again. A, a lot of the windows um come in with a pre-prime but it's possible that maybe once they got installed she had the house painted and they did a a bad job you know when right. you paint the when you're typically you don't see windows painted shut uh a, until after the house has been painted several times and oh. a lot of times it's outside uh type of scenarios versus yeah. inside but um yeah that, that's a possibility
1: All right.
0: we were talking about kitchens yeah. You wanted to talk about kitchens today, so I'm going to try to get you back on track. <laughs> next week, it's new trends in renovation and remodeling, which kind of dovetails with kitchens. So anything left over from this week, we we present next week anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what are we putting in kitchens now that are trendy and, <clears throat> and worthwhile for us to consider?
2: Well, I see a lot of I see a lot of people putting in subway tile and and yeah. tile backsplashes. Yeah, tile pretty, backsplashes. Pretty looking.
0: Yep. A subway tile, if I can describe it, is it is it sort of big and chunky looking?
2: Is yeah, it, it's uh, it, yeah, it's 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 fairly. Uh, it might be uh, three or four inches tall yeah. and seven or eight inches long, and there's various versions of it. You know, just like driving through the subway in New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the in the tunnels, that yeah. kind of uh, look, I guess.
0: Is it going to uh, be a uh, going to last as long as anything else? Uh, that, oh, yeah. Tiles should last forever if you don't smack it with a hammer, right?
2: Yeah, it lasts a long time. Yeah. It, right. it, 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 not only the hammer, but also the uh, things around it. But yeah. um, the um, like what's underneath it and things. So, uh, let's the kitchens though countertops. Yeah. Um, uh, Butcher block countertops, I see a lot of that coming back in. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that takes a lot of care, and there's some hygiene stuff involved with butcher block countertops. Yeah. Um, granite uh, countertops, obviously, most of us know about that. Quartz um, is a big trend. Um, concrete, I've seen um, lightweight concrete countertops. Yeah. And and they're pretty cool looking. The one thing I would say about those, uh, you got to be careful. And those are usually custom made or formed right. Uh brought out. They can be brought out and put on, or they can be made there. But most of the time, they're brought; they're made somewhere else and put on site. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful because they they can chip on some of the the, the corners, the forty fives, and things. Yeah. And then laminate tops. You know, we've of course we've all had laminate tops when we were growing yeah. up, yeah. and uh, so you see a lot of laminate tops coming back in. People are. Um. um Trending, uh, you know, with lamin- the laminate companies are creating new styles and new colors and patterns and to get you reattracted to that uh, product. Yeah. Um, and then the hoods, we talked a little bit about hoods earlier. You've got the, the stainless steel uh, hood that hangs off with the industrial pipe up through the ceiling. That's a real trendy item. And um, Did you name you know, it as uh, an expensive item already? It is expensive, and it's expensive to install as well. I had a customer I went to see recently that um, uh, he had put one up himself. It was not your classic stainless steel version like you are seeing now that comes from the the high-end kitchen restaurants that you've seen in the past, like New York City or Chicago, wherever. And um, he actually didn't install it right. He didn't frame it up in the attic to hold it properly, and the bracket kind of broke loose, so he had this thing sitting in a storage thing for... uh, uh, maybe six months or so, I think, and he asked me to give him a price on rehanging it. Yeah. And, of course, there was going to be a lot of things involved in doing that. And then um, floors and kitchens. You're seeing a lot of tile. You're seeing um, uh, concrete in some cases. I went into a house in downtown Raleigh the other day, and um, it was, I guess, uh, they had torn down an old house and built a new house, and the entire downstairs of the house, was raw finished concrete like you would have inside of your garage? Wow! And it was so it was so cool looking. Yeah. you know some of these uh, some of these uh, commercial facilities, restaurants, and Staples and Office Depot and places you go in, and you just got raw concrete. This,
1: yeah, it was
2: pretty cool looking. I've seen that in kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, LVT a luxury vinyl tile inside kitchens. That's a, a plank. It's a, it's a vinyl. It's about a quarter inch thick. I've got it in my house, in my kitchen, in my dining room. I've put it in many people's homes. It can look like hardwood. Mm-hmm. It can look like Brazilian uh, hardwood. It can look like uh, oak. It can look like tile.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It can look like a stone. So that's a, another option. And you see um, another trend is hardwoods, just real hardwoods in kitchens. Yeah. People are still, still doing that a lot. So, um that's my two cents on some of the trends I see in kitchens.
0: Concrete countertops—do they take? And and we should talk about granite and quartz as well. Do they take more maintenance?
2: Um, I think I don't think that they require. I don't think granite and quartz uh, require a lot of maintenance. I would say more of your high maintenance ones would be the butcher block and uh-huh. the concrete. Okay, the concrete is because. Uh, again, you've got to be careful with it, and I think it's uh, it's not as uh, impervious as the granite and quartz tops.
1: Yeah.
0: I've got to make sure, so, in yeah. other words, there's some substance that's got to go over the top. Otherwise, I've, let me just tell you, I did the classic coffee cup thing or coffee pot thing today where I didn't have the coffee pot directly underneath where it needed to be, so we had half a pot of coffee on the countertop. Thirty seconds worth of cleanup grabbing a towel. But if I'd done that on a piece of porous material, I'd have a stain. I'm assuming that there's something that's got to go on top of this concrete, some chemical.
2: Well, it's probably, I think it's a poly. I have not done one myself. I've had a friend of mine do one, and I've looked at another project that had some chipping going on around the corners. And uh, and I think it's just some kind of uh, poly, some kind of a urethane of sorts.
0: All right, we'll talk more about kitchens and take your questions on this show, Making Your Home Great. Tim Ferruzzi, Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Dave Alexander, News Radio 680 WPTF. And 919-860-9783, our telephone number on WPTF. The accurate weather forecast on News Radio 680 WPTF. Sunshine clouds, a high near 91. Overnight low tonight, 70. Tomorrow, the high is 94. Very similar forecast. Sunny and humid. Then Monday, a high near 93. It is 91 degrees. Real feel 103. And we do think that it's going to be all right for the eclipse of partly cloudy sky Monday. News Radio 680 WPTF, Tim Ferruzzi. On making your home great from handy com and highland residential roofing and of course handy helpers george in goldsboro wants to just i think pull my chain about the coffee problem Hi, george
8: hey there dave hey what's uh, up uh that's something a blind person would do <laughs> is it really yeah right. because i'm blind and i've done it several times
0: have you done it uh, i'll tell you
8: it's you it know. Is a mess to clean up surprising how much will run in if there's not a cup there.
0: Well, it, I had it mostly lined up correctly. We're talking about the fact that I put a coffee, I put the coffee on this morning. Literally, it's, and I'm not making this up, and most of it poured out. Um, this is not but, a Keurig. It's, it's not a Keurig. No, I
8: I well, was... mine's a Keurig, and it'll yeah. run out almost a whole cup before yeah. you can catch it. Yeah. But anyhow, I enjoy coffee.
0: George, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate oh, yeah. you yeah. calling. Take care. And thank listening you. to this show. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Bye. News Radio 680 WPTF. All right, Tim Ferruzzi talking kitchens here. Um, I'd like to countryfy my kitchen. I'd like it to look more country. I don't know what that means. I'd kind of like those paneled cabinets, you know, where they've got glass in there. Um, but I still I object to the fact that I can see how terrible my dishes look. Um, I don't think there's an answer from Tim, but, you know, for that kind of problem. Are those things being installed in new kitchens, in new homes
2: now? Yes. Yes. And you don't have to do, and you don't have to do all glass doors. People choose to put glass doors on the parts of the cabinets that they keep nice and neat. Yeah. And they choose to use solid doors on the medicine cabinets and the junk drawers and junk cabinets and pots and pans and things like that. And by the way, if, any of you out there are, are halfway serious or serious about a, a kitchen renovation, Erica uh, that works with us will be happy to come out, meet with uh, the listeners and mm-hmm. go over their project and help them come up with a design plan and ideas, even if it's uh, you know just a couple portions of the kitchen, if not the whole thing. So you can email us and or call us and we'll get Erica over there to meet with you and kind of Go through all the books and show you what we've got and give you her ideas and come up with a solution for you.
0: I saw that $1,500 uh, gas range, uh, and I've actually priced out a farm sink or, yeah, farmhouse sink, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's a $1,200. Mm-hmm. I think it's out of my price range, although I can make payments on it.
2: Well, and forget and, and don't forget about the install part of it because you got to to try to get it to fit into your existing cabinets. You've got to do some real creative things with that sink base. The, so,
0: the people got to look at these farm sinks to to really appreciate what they are. The entire sink is a huge rectangle. Okay, a huge. they call it a rectangular oh, they, they prism. Weigh, they
2: weigh a lot. They weigh. Do probably, they? Yeah, they weigh a couple hundred pounds. They're huge. And I mean it, there are, yeah. There, um, I guess farm sink, you think of the old heavy duty sink yeah. um that so many people have thrown away from years ago. Mm-hmm. kind of like that, but it's got a big front on it, which I don't remember seeing those years ago. So I guess this is maybe the contemporary version mm-hmm. that they've just kind of renamed Farm Sink or Farmhouse Sink.
0: And if it, and to make it instead of sitting in or underneath the countertop or the, you know, the cabinetry, you, you
2: cut, you you're cut, cut back. You, yeah, it's you a cutback. Cut what you have to do is you have to cut the countertop, and the countertop runs up to this, and you yeah. have to modify the the sink base and put all kinds of supports under there. This thing may weigh 300 pounds. I don't remember how <laughs> heavy they are. We've installed three or four of them, yeah. and see so if there's new supports underneath. You've got to figure out what you're going to do with the doors on the front of that cabinet. You've got to modify those because usually they're a little taller. Sometimes a curtain works if you want a little country look there. Yeah, so people fabricate little curtains or so. Blah, and then of course you got to redo all the plumbing underneath it. So it's a project, but yeah. uh, it looks good and it is trendy.
1: Yeah.
0: Jim in Holly Springs on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Uh, you're talking about the cabinets. Hi Jim.
3: How you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, we're uh, painting the kitchen cabinets over. We put primer down. Yes. And we plan to use Pro Classic over top. Uh, how many coats do you think we would need
2: uh, if they're in decent shape? And should we... Someone told me put polyurethane over top of that. Mm, I don't know about the polyurethane part of it. Uh, so you've taken wood cabinets and you're painting them? Correct. Is that right? Correct. Okay. They were, pre- they they were, were- previously They were previously painted... We believe
3: uh, they were white, and uh, we believe they were painted with uh, oil paint. They're twenty some years old, Uh, so we put a uh, latex primer paint over top of them,
2: and we're going to plan to put uh, ProClassic enamel uh, over top of that. Okay. So when you when so they were already painted when you started the work. Correct. Okay. All right. So I I don't know. I don't know the answer to how many coats you'll need. I guess it depends on. at what point you're satisfied with the color of it as far as no bleed through and things like that. I've not heard about the polyurethane over the paint. Uh, That may be something that's a newer thing, but I've never heard of that. Uh, So you might want to do some research on that, so I can't really answer that question. But as long as you've primed it properly and cleaned it prior to that, and you you might want to do some light sanding, maybe a a 300-grit sandpaper in between coats, And, of course, clean that off um, so the grit doesn't get back in the the next paint job. I would think two coats sounds right. I wouldn't just do one. I think I would do two and uh, see how that looks. Is it better to spray or is it better to brush? Um, Well, spraying is always a real good option, but most people don't have the ability to to spray cabinets. You really need a professional to do that uh, in most cases. Uh, And they take the doors off and take them to the garage or take them to their shop and do it. And and, um, a lot of times they'll, you know, put paper all over the walls and ceilings and they can spray the cabinets as well, or they can just hand brush the cabinets and just put the spray doors back on. So, spraying is always a, a little bit of an upgrade option because you don't have the texture marks from the brush. And of course, you want to brush. Your cabinets, if you're going to paint them, you don't want to roll them. If you roll them, you need to make sure you back brush them so that you, you know, you don't want the roller textures in your in your cabinets. How long does it keep you do on the wall? E-
3: How long does the enamel
2: paint take to dry? Um, I, I, that's a hard question to answer. That could, that depends on lots of things. I mean, you just read the can and whatever it tells you is what I would recommend that you follow. Same with the primer. Um. Uh, to the touch, it might be uh, two or three hours, but it just depends on if you've got air conditioning or heat going. It depends on the whole environment, and uh, I would kind of follow the directions of the of the paint supplier.
7: Okay, thank you,
0: yes, Jim. Sir? Thanks a lot. So, Tim, you don't suggest rattle can Krylon on the uh, on the cabinets, do you?
2: Um, I've never done it. You, I'm okay. sure that I'm sure that would work there's uh-huh. some lovely
0: colors there's camo colors it yeah. doesn't of course come out as camo you you got to yeah. come back with other <laughs> colors but no yeah. okay
2: right. well i got an idea why don't we yeah. why don't we do a, a youtube video at, at your place and see how that works and we can post it see how you it know looks.
0: my wife is out of town this weekend and there's that possibility
2: <laughs> the other thing I'm was taking the, i'm taking the weekend off though all yeah. right
0: let me just ask you this is another thing popcorn ceilings I am the. I own five acres of popcorn ceiling, apparently. I have popcorn ceiling everywhere in my house. Yep. Is that now out?
2: It is. It okay. is uh, out. I have a lot of people that call me up and ask me to take it off or get rid of it. Yeah. And, um, what do I do? Thing. How? Well, here's the thing. First of all, uh, I don't have any issue with it. I grew up with it, and uh-huh. it doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. As long as it's in good shape. And um, there's an acoustic uh, benefit to these textured ceilings. Yes. So when you go to a flat ceiling, it's going to change the acoustics of the room and create echoing
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, in, in some cases. So be aware of that. So that's one of the disadvantages of having a flat ceiling, if that's a disadvantage to you. Yeah. Um, getting rid of the, the texture, uh, in most cases, uh, the, the easiest way to do it is to come in with a quarter-inch drywall and just put it right—you know—put it right over it. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the messy way to do it is to get up there and uh, try to scrape it off and yeah. use warm water and putty knives and all of that stuff, and then try to get it all off.
0: But then you have to take- do it perfectly. Because then you have to drywall well, then you gotta it. Or,
2: come back and do drop yeah. up the drywall repairs with knives, and like almost like you're doing a brand new drywall job all the way. So I yeah. recommend usually the quarter inch. And of course, you got to take your crown moldings and things off and put them back up to do it all properly.
0: Right. Yep. All right, Tim, thank pictures. you. Yep, yep. Take Tim care. Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We're back next week on making your home great.